Hey everyone, and thanks for finding Bebop Banter, the internet's premier anime podcast. My name is Wes. I'm Demetrius. And I'm Saeed. And join us as we talk about anime, manga, video games, and pretty much everything in between. And no matter what the episode's content, we promise that you'll have a good time hanging out with us. Without further ado, here we go. back to Bebop Banter, the internet's premier anime podcast. My name is Wes, and I'm joined by my co-host Demetrius. Yo. And Saeed. What it do, what it do, what it do. Baby boo. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to finish it. He said indeed. <laughs> Yo. And today, indeed. we're not just hosting, we're not just hosting this podcast. We're hosting the World Martial Arts Tournament, even though we're not. But today's podcast is about tournaments is about tournament arcs and let's just shout out real quick the announcers in tournament arcs before we get yes. started yeah yes uh i feel we all feel a kind of uh, bond with these announcers being being that we do a podcast so shout out to the blonde dude in every tournament in dragon ball franchise the dude with blonde the sunglasses. sunglasses with the suit fresh shoes yes sir mm-hmm. Slick back here. the i see you my uh, uh more recently present mike in my hero sports uh festival arc oh true uh who else we got the the dark world tournament girl oh, yeah. from yu yu haka show oh yeah to, to uh mm-hmm. gosh jury and yoko i think that's what their names were i think and and the announcer from uh the what was it heaven's arena oh yeah in hunter mm-hmm. hunter mm-hmm. yep so hey mm-hmm. Shout out to the shout out to the announcers in these oh, tournament arcs because tournament arc. yo Naruto Naruto <laughs> didn't have an announcer. Oh, the true. more that so I think Chunin, about it, yeah, the announcers were the senseis just talking. Yeah, but they didn't it's really true. be like, oh, this is happening. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with Jujutsu Kaisen too, uh, with their little interclass true. battling. It was oh, very true. similar to Naruto. Um, yeah, but yeah, we're not going to talk about you guys too much. But you guys are initial or not initial, but imperative to building the hype in tournament arcs but what are tournament arcs why are tournament arcs important in certain series what can tournament arcs accomplish and where will you most commonly find tournament arcs dear dear listeners ladies and gentlemen of the bebop today we will be discussing all of this and more in the latest installment of our my anime academia series focusing on tournament arcs and it would be remiss for us to not mention that we enjoy tournament arcs here. Yes, but if you do. go back, if you go back and you listen to our <laughs> I see where this is reacting going. to top 10 shonen clichés that don't make sense, we disagree with the fact that tournament arcs were on that list. Tournament arcs are essential to many a shonen series regardless of whether or not they have an announcement. Crucial. And they're they're crucial and we're about to break down some like i just said everything i just said plus some of our favorite tournament arcs 
So we tried a history of tournament arcs. We tried to find out what the first series ever to have a tournament arc was. And we couldn't really nail down one particular series. There were some that we hadn't heard of. There were kind of classics like Saint Seiya that came before stuff. But what really made tournament arcs shine in what could be considered the modern era of anime came from the granddaddy of all shonen series, Dragon Ball by Akira Toriyama. People like to clown on Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super. I don't think there was a tournament arc in Dragon Ball GT, so that escaped the criticism. But people like to clown on it for having a bunch of tournament arcs, right? But that mm-hmm. is the bread and butter of that writing style and also the roots of the series. For many people that haven't seen the original Dragon Ball, which we all suggest if you go back and listen to our series on Dragon Ball. It's the strongest. It's the, best it's the strongest one. It is. Yeah. Yep. It is the best iteration of the franchise, bar none. And while there are evil organizations and while there are world-threatening villains, a lot of it centers around the idea of tournament arcs. Your very first arc has Goku going out, finding Bul- meeting Bulma, finding the Dragon Balls, doing that. But then immediately after, he realizes he needs to get stronger. And he meets with Master Roshi, who he had met earlier, and Krillin. And they ultimately train to join the World Martial Arts Tournament, the first of many that they would come to, um, to join. And that leads us very nicely into the topic of what tournament arcs can do for a series and it's just going to be an open conversation here between all of us but i'll start it off i think one of the most obvious things a tournament arc can do for a series in this first little segment we're going to be talking about is allow a character to accelerate in power pretty quickly without it feeling unnatural right Mm -hmm. yeah um and that blends kind of into the idea that these tournament arcs are also introducing a lot of many times introducing a lot of main or major characters and what they can do but also sometimes you just get these throwaway filler fights like krillin versus bacterian or goku fighting all of the like people to qualify in the first tournament that illustrate progress that they have made coming from a training arc so quick easy simple way of establishing uh power-ups what do you guys got uh, I think it's like another way to look at like character motivation and character centric type of things. Even when you're introducing new characters, you can look with a fine, I don't know, like a microscope on certain characters and show who they are and where they're going. Um, and it really works to his benefit, such as like my hero. Mm-hmm. It did wonders for uh, Uraraka mm-hmm. in terms and of, we like, got how, all of yeah, how she was and what she came out as. And we got all of Todoroki's backstory, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, gonna, it's a, yeah I was just about to say, uh, tournament arcs are a good way to introduce new characters as well. Like, uh, you'll get their power. Like, it's like a cliche in Shonen where a new character comes up. Like, if it's a character that's supposed to be prominent... And they beat up one of the main cast pretty easily. And it, like, shell shocks your view of what you thought was going on type of thing. That happens a few times. I remember Naruto, that happened with Rock Lee when he fought Sasuke. Before oh, the tournament yeah. even started. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Shook yeah, everything. That Rock Lee up. versus Gara fight that sets too. Up character motivations too, which you see in result. Like you see it fruition or blossom later on in the tournament arc itself, when basically Naruto is another example. <laughs> Sasuke learned from what Rock Lee did and basically just copied it with a Sharingan and improved. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that type of stuff is cool to see. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, have kind you seen of that meme. Have you seen? Have you seen? I'm sorry. Have you seen that the meme? Drake meme? The the Rock Lee. Which one? Like, the Lotus. No, the no, Lotus it's, drop it's, one. It's Rock Lee against like a black screen. It's like do them dirty in front of their squad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's literally what happened. <laughs> yeah. True. 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 Oh man! And on the motivation topic too, um, I think it's important to point out that these tournament arcs, and this again goes right into the motivations, gives the main character a chance to interact with these side characters in ways that maybe they wouldn't and change them for the better. Like my hero again is a recent example that probably all of our listeners have seen. Demetrius mentioned the Todoroki um, encounter Deku meeting Todoroki and kind of setting Todoroki's character growth into, into play Deku and Shinso sets behind the scenes Shinso's character growth into this current season and again, the Uraraka Bakugo fight really shows off what Uraraka can do against an overwhelming force like Bakugo. So, great showcase of powers, great introduction of characters, and just a great way to accelerate um, the way that a story goes. And I know we said I said that we're going to break into segments, but we're kind of just talking about it as it flows. Yeah, let's just talk. The about interesting it. things. The interesting things can be what happens after tournament arcs. Like, look at the tuning exams leading directly into, um, the directly into the yeah. invasion. Yeah. Personally, or I think Naruto's tournament arc, in terms of the modern style, even though they didn't have an announcer, I think Naruto's tournament arc was unique in the fact that it yeah. flowed so smoothly and it made sense. Right. Like, you didn't really even care about the conclusion of the tournament. Right. The tournament was setting up plot points beyond just that tournament. Like, there's little seeds Mm -hmm. of, like, Orochimaru doing this and that throughout the thing. You had Kabuto sneaking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Scheming. Lots of scheming. Mm -hmm. I mean, compare that to the way that My Hero's Sport Festival flowed into the next arc, where it did, because It it was them showing off their, like, their potential for heroes to ask them to come do like a work study with them or whatever. But yeah, the Naruto, the way that Naruto did it was very, very smooth. Another author that does it in a unique way and might, you can argue that does tournament arcs the best or has two of the best tournament arcs in Shonen is Togashi in the dark tournament. Yep. And in the heaven's arena, very dark tournaments better, but yes, yes, but very unique uh, attempts at tournament arcs. Yeah, because rule sets and stuff too, especially mm-hmm. in the dark tournament with the way that teams had to battle each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it, just because you have a tournament arc doesn't mean it's just going to be two people 1v1 fighting each other. Right. There's a lot um, of like behind Especially the given scenes. Togashi. Yeah, and Togashi's really good at pulling like the curtain back and showing behind the scenes of what's going on as well as like the unfairness in a tournament people could be cheating or imposing different rules making certain teams fight back to back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like and there's a lot. everything that we just 
everything we just mentioned actually, like I said, slight structuring here leads us into something that should have maybe been said in the beginning, but I'm going to say now, majority of tournament arcs you're going to find are shonen series. <laughs> that is very yeah. important to realize. Yeah, that's true. Um, shonen that's series really make a use of this. Unless it was about a sport, then they had a tournament arc. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, another good segue into potentially discussing what is the most fluid version of a tournament arc, and that is a sporting series. We've talked about sports anime before, and we talked about some last week. But man, those sports anime tournament arcs can hit different, bro. Yeah. yeah. It's like, almost like a different thing than like a battle shonen tournament arc and a sports manga tournament arc. Because sport, in sports manga or in anime, the tournament arc is the meat of like the story. Not not actually the meat, but it's like the the culmination and the build-up leads to those arcs and it, make, it just hits different because of that. It's almost, but it's almost like the tournament arc is intuitively built in. Like when you start the series, they're already going into a tournament arc. You just don't, you're not thinking about it. It's not as announced, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And in that way too, we just discussed how tournament arcs can introduce new characters, can set up plot points past the tournament arcs, can have development within like you said, Saeed, because these tournaments are the end goal in a lot of these sporting things, a lot of that has to be established either before the tournament or during the tournament. So it's a whole almost different balancing scale of in a sports series of storytelling aspects that you have to get in there. Mm-hmm. Which, hey, I'm a, I'm a big fan. We talked about Kuroko no Basket last week. You have whole matches, and I mean... The one thing I'm going to knock on sports series tournament arcs, which isn't a big deal, but if we're being super nitpicky, is, bro, you know when the main character team plays a team of characters that have not been hyped at all, that the main character team isn't going to lose. Right. So respect to the series that can make those no-name teams actually have some sort of tangible like threat level to them, uh, mm-hmm. which does help the main character stuff evolve. But yeah, in sports series, it's not a stepping stone like it tends to be in more traditional battle shonen. So yeah. take that uh, as as it will. But there's still like, regardless of what, what type of tournament arc you're watching, it can provide some of the most hype moments you'll see in a series. Oh yeah. And some of the most iconic moments. Going back to what Dimitri said, I'll, I'm interested to hear some of your guys' thoughts, but that Naruto tournament arc via the tuning exam. Bro, Naruto popping out of the ground and punching Neji and the whole defeat your fate speech that you get. Uh-huh. Yeah. If only Ooh. he followed through all the yeah, way. But yeah, that was a good moment in that arc. That arc also had Rock Lee taking off his... Uh, Oh, the weights. Oh, and the eight gates. Ooh. Oh yeah, the gates opened that arc as well. Some good stuff. Um, my hero. Uh, my had hero. The, yeah. The Todoroki Deku like clash that everyone was freaking out about, where he does the fire and the ice at the same time. <laughs> yep. 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 Just like mm-hmm. Sky High, the Disney movie. Yo. Yep. <laughs> my hero. Yo, slept on Disney movie. My hero is pretty much just Sky High. 
Yeah, my hero wouldn't exist without Sky High. Mm-hmm. The the real origin. Um, and then like even Yu Yu Hakusho, an older series, when you get into the tournament, and you literally see the characters have to grow at crazy fast rates to literally survive and not die in their next match. Mm-hmm. Characters will go off in Yu Yu Hakusho and train during the tournament arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my favorite moment in Yu Yu Hakusho in general, even though it's filler, was the cave. It was during a tournament arc, the cave. It was a pivotal character moment that result like you saw the blossoming of it in the fight right after. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think stuff. I think what a tournament arc does really well is it establishes like a need and the characters have to bridge the gap. Like they have to get stronger in order to win or to achieve the goal. They have to. There is yep. no if ands or buts. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes and like yo, and a really good tournament arc engaging all the way through. And if you're thinking about it, I just thought about this now. You could almost make the argument that because people people in modern anime will point to the point to the sports festival in My Hero and be like, "That's the tournament arc, right?" But mm-hmm. you could almost argue that the fight against the robots to get into UA was a very tiny one episode tournament arc where he's competing literally against everyone else right yeah yeah in a battle royale to get style in. yeah the the battle royale one the one with the other school to get their provisional licenses was a tournament arc my hero has more tournament arcs than people might give it credit for because yeah, they might not be out, like outright called tournament arcs but they're the skeleton of what's going on is basically tournament arc Mm-hmm. type stuff mm-hmm. and a little adjusted rules and again as, an, as another good segue earlier we started this episode by talking about dragon ball but there is a book that demetrius and i have both read called manga in theory and practice by hirohiko araki who is araki. the author of jojo's bizarre adventure this the man never himself. ages yeah he he's, is like, a he's immortal he looks younger as the years go on um if you read this book it's all about him talking about we've and we've we've mentioned stuff from it before. Demetrius talked about negative character arcs uh, that we've pulled directly from this and we've referenced in podcasts. And one of the things he mentions in this, it's a great read regardless of whether or not you like manga because it's an interesting look at a brilliant mind's theory behind writing stories. Um, but one thing he mentions is that. After or early on in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, I think it's safe to say, Saeed, you and I have talked about this. The most popular part prior to maybe part seven was part three, right? Yeah. The first Japanese JoJo, Stardust Crusaders. Mm. Going into Stardust Crusaders, Araki mentions coming off of Phantom Blood and Battle Tendency that JoJo was kind of dipping in the um dipping in the ratings. And his editor and jump staff came up to him. And this is the impact of tournament arcs at the time, again, because of Dragon Ball. And said, hey, you want to get more reads? You want to get more looks, higher higher ratings in our weekly magazines? Why don't you put a tournament arc into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? And the Madman Araki, and this is maybe people that uh, hate on JoJo feeling very stand of the week, which... I'm not going to say that's a good thing, right? But the theory behind that that kind of is a different 
mindset to look at these types of stories that he's putting out now with villains of the week, villains of the day, is that that was his answer to a tournament arc. Instead of one tournament arc, he made the entire series a continuous quote-unquote tournament arc, like Saeed said, without it really being a tournament. The right, core yeah. was there. You had new characters. You had needs, like Demetrius said, that needed to be met. And you had growth, and you had the end goal. All Everything that you expect from a tournament arc spread throughout an entire series. So you have traditional tournament arcs, and you have this non-traditional... I don't want to call it fillery feeling a uh, tournament arc that splits community opinion sometimes on how good something is, but it's good to mention that that is there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just remembered. I think they fought a monkey. Yo, they did. The the <laughs> power power stand user was a orangutan. Yeah. That his stand was that ship. Wasn't it was like his, a big boat. Wasn't the name like strength or something? Yeah, it was strength or power, and he was perving on that girl. Remember? Yeah, that was so weird. <laughs> Dog Harambe, bro. Shout out. He Always was just remember. trying to protect her. Dude, power was just trying to protect that girl. Like Harambe was trying to protect that kid. And Jotaro came in and beat him up and killed him. <laughs> beat him. <laughs> All he was trying to do was protect her. That's it. That's it. Uh-oh. Who are we to know what a monkey was thinking? Return to monkey. Return to reject godhood. Return to monkey. What oh was boy. it? Uh, even even um, Hunter Hunter, the first arc you could almost argue it's a non traditional tournament because they're oh, competing to get the, the Hunter, Hunter exam, license. Yeah. Um, Which if you oh, call yeah, the, the tuning, tuning exams, exams. Yeah, yeah. If you the call original. the tuning exams a tournament arc, you have to call the Hunter exams a tournament. It's arc. true because yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. it came from. Kishi. And it should have ended is, with fighting. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because there is the the whole tournament aspect of it at the end, but the entirety yeah. of it, like you said, Demetrius, could just be a tournament arc. Mm-hmm. 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 They're everywhere. Yeah, that was They're pushing everywhere. That was like that was a great way to introduce a series too. That's pretty unique. Starting off a series right off the bat with a tournament style arc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which it, it makes sense if you think about it, though. At least for Hunter Hunter, because. Even though Nen wasn't a power set at the time, people still were very unique in Hunter x Hunter. And the strength of the tournament arc is showing off character strengths. Right. And interesting. So enough, why not start with that? Interestingly enough that you mentioned Nen, the next tournament arc they had, the whole thing was to build up Nen. Like That's the arc where they talked about the the rules of Nen and going oh, and Heaven's and Arena? develop yeah. Nen. Yeah, Heaven's Arena, yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, it went straight into... It further pushes the plot of the series, which is good. But again, with with the whole um, Togashi being good at tournament arcs, there were other... I don't want to spoil it for people that haven't seen Hunter x Hunter, but characters outside of learning Nen also just had other motivations as to why they entered this tournament. So it was... it wasn't a, a forced feeling tournament arc like what we were talking about last week with what's currently going on in the My Hero anime between Class 1 and A and Class 1B. So, very organic feel to it. Yeah, and I think, now, I think now, as an audience, everybody can relate to a competition of some sort. So, it's really like easy to get involved and see what's going on. Yeah, and what, what did we say in our, go back and listen to our original 
uh, My Anime Academia Shonen series, what do we say the hallmark of Shonen is? You're cheering for the underdog, right? Yeah. So why not put that front and center in Shonen? Straight up, here's your main character, here's your underdog, go for it. But do we have any uh, particular favorite tournament arcs among us? Hmm. I, I the think Dragon Ball ones are classic. They're classics, yes. And a fun thing about the Dragon Ball ones for people that haven't seen it is that Goku doesn't win all of True. them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't win all of them, yeah. True. A lot of the he dude he has to get one, right? That's that's a given. But a lot of the Dragon Ball tournament arcs like end with him learning lessons, or confronting people from prior arcs that were villains which i think is cool which is i think it's important because you can use you can use a tournament arc not only to make your main character or side characters come out on top but you could also use it for growth which i think we've already highlighted wes and saeed yeah have already highlighted that but it's it it makes it a lot easier to show further direction for the character yeah, I'll table the, I'll table the. What are your favorite tournament arcs? Because I have one in my mind right now. But I'll table that, because I just thought tournament arcs can also n- detract from a series if used too frequently. I feel like. Um, yeah, that's true. The big it's ex- a double-edged sword. The, the big example, or they can detract frequently if used too much, or if the outcome is predictable. And the main example I want to use is pokemon because how long did it take for ash to win right it took this man like 20 years Mm -hmm. and that type of tournament arc like of course the this is this is an interesting thing and i don't if you have any other shows that you feel like listeners out there use a tournament arc like this please let me know the elite four and the gym badges and all that they're established kind of early on as being a goal in Pokemon. And I know Pokemon Journeys, the latest series, doesn't really do that. That that winning the gym badges to get to the Elite Four, or the the tournament, I should say, isn't a main goal. But for a lot of Pokemon, that's just it feels tacked on at the end. Like the adventures are kind of episodic. They don't have anything to do with working towards this tournament. Then you get to the end and Ash pretty much loses everyone but the most recent one he's been in um to characters that you might not even have met a lot in a series so if there are tournament arcs out there that don't feel like they've been built up to or don't really feel like they're a part of a story let us know on twitter or on instagram at bebop banter on either one you know what it is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah that's a good point I will though start. they are they are double-edged oh no go ahead they're, they're double-edged yeah because if you I'm trying not to beat up on my hero, so I'm not going to use them as an example. But if you continuously use a tournament arc without progressing towards, I guess, whatever your main story is, it kind of seems like you're expanding upon the universe in like a horizontal way instead of actually moving forward. Mm-hmm. And that's a dangerous that thing to do when you get into the cases of literally uh, Naruto. You introduce so many side characters that are amazing at the time. So much potential to grow. And then you introduce things in the main plot that actually 
you have to like sideline those side characters and make them weaker. Mm-hmm. That is a good point. There is a there is a dangerous balancing act between presenting a challenge to your main characters via a tournament arc, but then also allowing your character to overcome them without making the side characters feel weak. Like, Naruto was a good example because the side characters really don't do anything. But Yu Yu Hakusho didn't really have, and Hunter x Hunter to that extent, didn't really have that problem. And I'm interested in your guys' thought on this because in those series... Almost all of your main enemies are like either never seen again or are killed. So is it an issue in Shonen where the tournaments don't involve permanently writing off these introduced side characters, perhaps? Hmm. I'm gonna let Saeed answer that I, one I didn't, first. I didn't. I didn't really think about it that way. It's not. I guess it's not really a question, like to delve too deep into. But could you imagine, like some? Of course, some characters stick around from Yu Yu Hakusho in the Dark World tournament, but. Naruto, almost all of the fights, if not all of them, in the tournament part of the tuning exam, included characters that stuck around for a while, right? And that's what made it so jarring to have them not do anything. Mm. Whereas in Yu Yu Hakusho, people straight, like, died or disappeared. So you didn't think about them. Like, it wasn't an issue if X person on Y team lost because they weren't coming back later. Right, but True. I think but for, you... for, in the Naruto example, it's a little different because I feel like Naruto used this tournament arc just to inc- just to introduce uh, a cast of characters. It's it's just solely the fact that uh, they couldn't juggle all those characters into Shippuden. Yeah, because I, I feel like My Hero kind of has a similar issue right now going. Because, I mean, they're reintroducing a lot of the characters in this current arc from the original quote-unquote main tournament arc in the sports festival but this is your first time really seeing them do anything you know even the in my hero the licensing exam you don't see any of those characters back until way later in the manga and it almost feels just like wasted potential with characters true so i guess it's just writing preference i guess i know some people like I mentioned this off off uh, recording, but uh, I would give my hero the the benefit of the doubt that at least they're trying to somewhat characterize these side characters because yeah. we had like like we just said we had an issue with Naruto dropping the ball with that as, as like as they uh, went on with the series. But I think there's a difference like in Naruto, it's it's not a school like they had opportunities within the Naruto story to expand upon other characters. And in My Hero, it's a little different. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's tough because in both cases, having all these characters really fleshes out like the universe that it's taking place in. But it also comes down to just the pickiness of anime fandoms. Like, if you really like a character that was introduced in a tournament arc, that character doesn't die or get permanently written off, but also just doesn't really do anything for the rest of the series. Good point. Yeah. Oh, no, it's it's tricky balancing, yeah. But uh, that being said, I I have a tournament arc. It's that's it's, one of my favorite ones. I guess it's 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 a weird thing because you run into the case where I think you guys already explained it pretty well. Like you introduce a character that doesn't do anything and they're just kind of in the background for the rest of the series, like Ten Ten. Um, oh man, 
So uh, Ninja Weapons just <laughs> that was got, dropped real washed. quick in Naruto. Yeah, I was like, she got washed real quick. She got Kaioken kunai. Get out of here. Yeah, I was like, she got Kaioken treatment. Just break her back. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the weirdest approach to a tournament, not even an arc I've ever seen, was what happened in Dress Rosa in One Piece because it's not a tournament arc, but within it's not the a giant real one. arc itself, is there's a yeah, tournament going that's true. on. They had a tournament arc like aesthetic, like even Luffy was dressed up like Master Roshi for crying out loud. It was That's a clear a homage to that that type of thing, and the interesting thing is when that was going on, there was a lot of characters being introduced, and the weekly readers were like, "Why are we focusing so much on these side characters that aren't going to do anything?" But turns out, at the end of the arc, it was very important because it was just all that tournament arc was just set up for a big reveal. I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't read yeah. One Piece, and but I can't I can't think of an arc that does that. Like a concurrent tournament arc within a main story happening. Because Luffy was the only one in the tournament from the Straw Hats, by the way. Yeah. And he didn't even finish the arc. It, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it, it was very different. Very different. It, yeah. I feel like the purpose of that arc was to set up, like I said, to introduce characters for something later on that happens. That was pretty big. Yeah, there was a lot of juggling with that in a very unique way. Um, it's very risky. Because, yeah. Yeah, extremely risky. risky now how about this as one of my because it would be so easy for me to name like the tournament I, I can't remember the numbers but the one from dragon ball where like the very end one where with piccolo jr uh mm. and goku right yeah when, goku, like when, he that, was, when he got his growth spurt or the first fight yeah when he when he got his growth, growth spurt, spurt. When he got his growth spurt the you missed all my mm. vital organs goku <laughs> yep i can't stand that uh, like scene. that oh my gosh or or the tn fight at the end of that one martial arts tournament when tn was a threat like it'd be really easy for me to say that or actually no real quick before i say my tournament arc interesting thought about the whole dress rosa tournament could you almost say it i don't want to say it mirrors but the most similar thing i can think of to it is the tournament from the majin buu saga Ah, yeah, because it wasn't because really, there's the it tournament really like the point. going on. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, they get to up. the tournament, tournament they fight to, in the tournament. Tournament was used to set up a plot point that furthers the overall plot of the art. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And in that case, Naruto was one of the ones to do it after Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then Majin Vegeta comes back and straight up kills people in the stands. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he marks people. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. it's like this now but but tournament two tournament arcs i really really enjoyed they're very similar to each other but duelist kingdom and battle city in Yu-Gi-Oh. Ooh, oh fantastic wow arcs. i forgot about those yeah mm-hmm. those were crazy so duelist kingdom was like <sighs> battle city was more obviously a tournament right can mm-hmm. Duelist Kingdom uh, because was Duelist Kingdom a battle royale before battle royales were popping? Yo, Battle City too. They were both kind of battle oh, yeah, royales. Could you imagine? Royales, yeah. Could you imagine a Yu-Gi-Oh battle royale where you it's drop in and you Duelist do like? City. Are, are these the ones that mm-hmm. had Merrick in it? Which one had Merrick in it? Yeah, Merrick was Battle City, and then uh, Duelist Kingdom was the one where Pegasus. Yugi like what? Yeah, with Pegasus, where you got the glove with the star chips. Oh yeah. 
and you had to like go beat other people to get their star chips to get to the it was like a battle royale to get to the finals and then in the finals the winner got to play against pegasus and yugi had to like play against him for the soul of his death and naruto and the when they were looking for the badges in hunter hunter were basically battle royales too just a little different yeah Mm mm-hmm it's yeah but that's a good one though the Yu-Gi-Oh ones yeah i forgot about yeah because that's that's again the shadow realm was a american construct listeners people just died in Japanese dub, which is crazy. I still can't get over that. (laughs) But yeah, the Yu-Gi-Oh ones were like I think part of what made the Yu-Gi-Oh ones interesting to me is every like there were there were of course duels where you were fighting against someone you knew you were gonna win, right? Like Mm -hmm. you knew the main character was gonna win. But the Yu-Gi-Oh quote unquote power system was interesting to me, even though it was a lot of like out of nowhere Deus Ex Machina pulls rule breaking the Yu-Gi-Oh power system is interesting because like every time people played against each other they had a new deck so it's like you knew what Yu-Gi was gonna do but he'd have new cards for you to see and new like effects for you to do mm-hmm. and the way that he would overcome other duelists especially in Battle City and there were some emotional ones like in Battle City the the reason I think about it is I don't know how closely you guys watch Yu-Gi-Oh but Joey got like mind controlled by Merrick and there was a Joey versus Yugi one oh, I remember that. where they had oh, yeah. to duel against each other. Yeah. But then they had like chains tied to their feet and yep. the loser had the loser like the chain like the ground came out and the chain was attached to an anchor and it like dropped them in the ocean to kill them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was some weird stuff. And didn't stuff. Yugi like Yugi like purposefully lost to Joey at the end? Because he just loved it because Joey like was trying to win the prize money to get his sister the surgery yeah, she needed surgery or for her mm, it was yeah, for her eyes or something yeah and then tristan was trying to get with his sister the whole time bro talk about useless side character tristan tristan that's not even his real if name that even is his real yeah, yeah it's honda <laughs> <laughs> the Yu-Gi-Oh we grew up with was a lie but yeah the, the Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments bro in in duelist kingdom when kaiba is dueling yugi and he's about to lose and, and he, he steps he just, up onto yeah, the yeah, side. Yeah, I'm gonna kill yeah, myself if I lose. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, who are you?" Yo, Kaiba's a savage. Kaiba's probably my favorite character in Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, Kaiba's, Kaiba's crazy. Like, dude, which this? How did this make sense? They were like dueling with the hologram things, and he was like, "If your thing attacks my blue eyes ultimate dragon, the shock wave from the two holograms hitting each other will knock me off this wall, sending me down to my death." I'm like, "What?" Like, bro, you're kind of being extra Kaiba, right now. You don't need to do this. Dude, Kaiba is a savage, though. He ripped the one Blue-Eyes White Dragon in half because so he couldn't he have it. King. Yeah, he, he, was, he, was, he was a character for sure. It's like that Mokuba Dude, meme. The, one... the Mokuba? <laughs> Mokuba don't bother me. I have business to attend to. <laughs> Dude, the whole time, the whole, like, uh, Duelist Kingdom thing, he's trying to get his brother... Like, he's trying to save Mokubo or whatever. But then Mokuba. after Duelist Kingdom, he just doesn't care about Mokubo. <laughs> Go away, Mokubo. Dude, the last thing on Yu-Gi-Oh! The, the clips, speaking about Kaiba, as a Blue-Eyes White Dragon player myself. Dude, the clip where Kaiba talks about how he, like, became rich in Kaiba Corporation. Where his adoptive father gave him, like, $100,000. 
and was like, small I'll loan. only adopt you. He's like, here's a small loan, nine-year-old child. I'll only adopt you if you can make this money back like ten times. And Kaiba goes and buys some mom and pop company. And then is like, I just bought this company from you for $100,000. But if you don't buy it back from me for a billion dollars, then I'm going to fire all of your employees. And the dude's like, I guess I have no choice. <laughs> Bro. Yu-Gi-Oh! had some wacky writing. Seems but legit. Those two tournament arcs from a nostalgia standpoint for me, like watching them, and just how entertaining they can be with rule-breaking and just nonsense. We're taking this card game more seriously than... Than, than anyone ever, really like, would. Than we should be. Like, that elevates it to a whole other status for me. Like, every arc in Yu-Gi-Oh! is almost a tournament Hold on. arc. Hold on a second. But... Those ones. Do you think Oof. that actually happened in the Japanese version of, of Kaiba in that mom and pop shop? Dude, I actually this is gonna this is going to I will update people next episode because he how much said, of Yu-Gi-Oh we, we, is lies. Yeah, I was like we talked about he, four kids just, before, right? So like they could have yeah. easily yeah. just made a new script. Yeah, he probably said he I'm gonna like, kill I'm your kill family everybody. or something. Yeah, he probably you said you better money. do it. <laughs> Or go make Yo, me money. Like, how many times did four kids uh, censor out the guns? Like, Bandit Keith pulls up the yopper on Pegasus, and instead in four kids they have him, like, pointing. Yeah. Yeah. He pulled out a gun. He said, this is America's <laughs> guns. <laughs> Yo, with the, the blonde hair, blue eyes, sunglasses, American flag bandana. Bro. <laughs> Bandit Keith. But anyway, the Yu-Gi-Oh! tournament arcs. There, I personally enjoy them, so I'll toss it again to you guys as we wrap up here with just some tournament arcs that you uh, find entertaining. Man, that was a breath of fresh air. Um, uh, I'm gonna have to give it to the Dark Tournament, even though I know it's super critically acclaimed. Everybody's seen it, uh, or a lot of people have seen it. But having rewatched Yuhawks over like the fourth or fifth time and really analyzing it, it's it's really strong in terms of character development, crazy fights. It's just the strongest for me. Um, yeah, that's all I can yeah. really say about it. Yeah, I, I was I was going between, I was leading towards Dark Tournament myself, but since you said Dark Tournament, I'll just mention, uh, for me, uh, tune-in exams are classics. There's so many good ones. I'll, I'll go with... Uh, just for the unique factor, I'll go with uh, Hunter Hunter's uh, uh, Heaven's Arena arc because I really enjoyed that and it set up my favorite arc in Hunter Hunter. Oh, true. In the uh, York New arc. Yeah. York oh, New. Yep. York New. Yeah. There's a lot of cool subtle stuff they did in your uh, the Heaven's Arena arc that tied right into the next arc, which was really cool. Spider Scott. Mm. Can you tell? And all that. What did you say a couple episodes ago, Saeed? You called that dude a My Hero Frog, bro? Oh, We're yeah, kind of Togashi frog. Frogs. Swa- shout out to We're kind of Togashi Twitch. Frogs here. <laughs> yeah, Togashi Frogs. Shout out to the Twitch community. But, yep, yeah, if not Prayers that, for Togashi's back. Yeah. <clears throat> I was going to say, uh, memingly, the Pokemon movie, the first Pokemon movie tournament arc was pretty fire. The Mewtwo oh, arc. Oh, the yeah. Mewtwo tournament yeah, arc? yeah, yeah, yeah pretty fire stuff where he gathered all the best trainers and then he cloned all their pokemon Mm-hmm. 
Bro, which was the pretty dugong freaky. when they're crying. They're like, Duh. Bro, <laughs> love that. But but I will say the 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 reason why I think I liked the uh, hunter the I keep trying to say hunter exams, but the um, heaven's arena is because it the focus wasn't on a big cast of characters because only like two of the main characters were there, so it was very yeah. very scoped in. So I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And again, kind of like what I was saying earlier, the only one of the enemies in the tournament arc is relevant. The rest of them never sh- really show up, if I'm right. not mistaken. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's one true. of the best fights in the series is in that arc. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to say that the announcer was biased against our main character because our main character on the rules of the arc should have been getting points mm-hmm. for yeah, certain things that happen. But I, I agree. Mean, I know what you're I talking mean, about. Hey, Hey. <laughs> uh, it was an incredible fight. Mm-hmm. But one of the one of the most the best. Go ahead. No, no, no. It, go ahead. I was gonna say it set up that arc set up uh, arguably the best power system in Shonen, which is also pretty big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was just gonna say that it's like one of the best i think it's like a minute and 30 seconds or two minutes where there's like so little dialogue and so much action yeah Ugh. even the version of it from the what was it the 90s anime 99. did a good job yeah yeah mm-hmm. it was still fire but there you go everybody um tournament arcs in a nutshell they're really great for not only progressing plots but for familiarizing viewers with side characters letting main characters or even side characters interact with each other in ways that they might not for the rest of the series. They can progress plots for motivational purposes or just based off of actions. And there are a bunch of different types of tournament arcs from the obvious let's enter this world tournament arc to the more spread out let's make an entire series of fight after fight after fight that isn't overtly a tournament arc but you can consider a tournament arc. You can have people fighting against each other. You can have people playing sports against each other. You can have people playing card games against each other. You can have people playing card games on motorcycles against each other. Or card in games Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds. in a video game. Oh, Greed man. Island. I'm still. Kinda. Ooh. Yo. That. Hmm? Greed is Island, it, is bro. Is it a tournament you, arc? I don't know. If you, if you listen to our Hunter Hunter podcasts... You know I really like Greed Island. Greed Island is kind of like a Yu-Gi-Oh. In a way, yeah. It is, dude. That's Someone recently asked me, one of my coworkers recently asked me, they were like, if you could go into one anime world and live according to the rules of that anime world, what would it be? And I, without question, said Yu-Gi-Oh, bro. Mm. I'm going to die for the cards. Because cause being a normal person, I, I approached it in too. this way. I, oh, yes, sir. <laughs> Dude, my Valentine? My Valentine? Are all these episodes last week and this week ending with us sipping over? <laughs> yeah, I was like, jeez. I was like, we did this last time. <laughs> true, true, true. Dude, the one the one meme of the like last arc tournament in Yu-Gi-Oh! before the Millennium World arc, where it's that like Chinese-looking girl dueling oh, Yugi. Yeah. And she's if you like, lose, you be if my I love beat slave. you. Yeah. yeah and it's oh, the surrender God, button from Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. Bro, uh, yeah, so and they're bring it back, they're a lot in shonen. So, if you have a tournament arc that's in, or something like a tournament arc in something like Shoujo, Seinen, Jose, we'd love to hear it, we'd love to check it out. 
Very important aspect of Shonen series, though. And we hope that despite a lot of people knowing what tournament arcs are and watching various tournament arcs, we hope that this gave insight into a little bit of the roots of the tournament arc, a little bit of the nuances of a tournament arc, where they've been and where they're going in writing. That being said, my name is Wes. This was Demetrius and Saeed. You guys know what to hit them with. To be continued. Bebop, don't stop. Peace.